1685, Ravenscliff. Even before Tara opened her eyes, she could smell it, the wet moss on the ground beneath her head. Her nose twitched, followed by a sneeze. Her older sister giggled and bounced up off the ground and onto the balls of her feet. Rachel was quite annoyingly jovial, despite the bone-chilling dampness of the night they had just endured. Always sneezing about, she quipped, eyeing Tara's disheveled prostrate frame. Tara's eyes scanned the massive stones behind her sister's slender frame. Having learned to turn aside her small incidental teasings, lest they grow larger, Tara remained silent. Rachel, being the oldest daughter and female in the family, carried an air of austere grace, laced with motherly good humor. Not quite two years older than Tara at age 20, Rachel had turned quite a few heads back in Haldingston with her wealth of spun strawberry hair and bright blue eyes. Even Tara sometimes paused amidst conversation with her sister to contemplate Rachel's angelic beauty. This, however, was not one of those moments. The ground was becoming more wet and unkind with each passing moment. They had arrived on the tail of a terrible storm at nightfall the evening before. The hulking outer walls beyond the old moat had given even her stalwart father pause. Ravenscliff Castle. The solicitor of her great-uncle's estate had tracked down Richard Kenward a little over a year ago. It had taken some time to locate the sole living heir, and the old castle had remained abandoned for over five years now. Five years. By my faith, it looks like it's been a hundred, Tara shivered. She almost groaned aloud and quickly covered her mouth. Kate still slept peacefully, not quite four feet away. Tara was not looking forward to keeping track of the precocious, headstrong eight-year-old within the massive structure. A grimace crossed her face as she recalled the most recent prank Kate had played on her two older sisters. She and Rachel exchanged a weary, eye-rolling sigh as Rachel caught Tara's gaze on Kate. Neither would soon forget opening the lunch larder yesterday to find the large, hairy spider neatly wrapped in cobwebs. Kate had been a bundle of energy since she was a baby. A smattering of freckles graced both cheeks and met across the bridge of her nose. The mischief that child got into was too varied to predict. Serena was Papa's distant cousin and Kate's governess. Even for her, Kate was quite the handful, much to Serena's chagrin. Best get our traveling frogs changed to dry ones. We'll not have a moment's rest once she awakens, Tara clucked to herself as she looked about for her clothing trunk. Rachel was always so well-prepared and motherly. She should be grateful for her sister's ministrations and care. Though sometimes they came wrapped in the teasings of an older sister, she did try to fill the void their mother's death had left in their hearts and lives. Sometimes, though, Tara wished she were treated as more of an equal instead of as a child. Tara had heard her father and Lucas unload the heavy boxes and trunks, before they whispered to Rachel and John in the early, star-hung morning that they would return late in the afternoon, having determined to handpick servants from nearby Darbin. First Tara, and then Rachel, had suggested their father ride ahead and have the castle readied for their arrival, but to no avail. Early morning sunlight glinted high above the great stone walls of the outer courtyard. 
In turns and jumps, Tara haphazardly began picking her way between the stone buildings, not so successfully avoiding several large mud puddles in the process. She found her traveling trunks resting just inside one of the small stone buildings within the bailey. Having rounded the corner away from the main area where her sisters were, and where Lorinda, the head housekeeper, was helping Bess prepare breakfast, Tara quickly opened the nearest trunk to change into a dry cotton shift and her warm green gown. The tiny buttons up the back posed quite a challenge, but not to be outsmarted, she buttoned more than half and then slipped the dress over her head. With dry stockings and shoes, Tara felt blissful warmth spread through her cold limbs. She wanted to pinch herself as she gazed at the immensity of the grounds and enclosed castle. Long ropes of ivy draped gently over the expanse of the curtain wall surrounding the outer courtyard. The portal could accommodate two carriages entering side by side by way of a small bridge crossing the now-dry moat.